Welcome to the Aparavi Podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices in managing enterprise data. I am Daryl Richardson, the Chief Product Evangelist for Aparavi, the data intelligence and automation company. Good morning or afternoon, depending on where you're at. My name is Daryl Richardson. I'm the Chief Product Evangelist for Aparavi Software. Um, thanks for attending another one of my podcasts here. Um, so today we're going to take a look at how Operavi can handle legal requests with uh, organizations that use the EDRM model. So the electronic discovery reference model is basically the outline of, a, of the process of handling legal documents or cases and public records requests uh, or other electronically stored information data requests. Traditionally, when you implement an application that helps with the data lifecycle and gives you quick access to your data, a lot of these applications should encompass many parts of the EDRM. So let's take a look at the four pillars of electronic data management, and maybe that'll kind of paint a better, better picture. So these pillars are, number one, the intelligence pillar. This is the pillar where, say, your data governance applications will sit. Data governance applications in the intelligence pillar help with forensics or investigational um, parts of the legal investigations or the cases, um, like, for instance, who had access, what users access a specific file at a specific time, um, what, if any, actions were done to the specific file, like read, write, create, create, delete, security permissions, these kind of things. Um, what shares are open and track uh, where the file goes throughout the system from one storage um, repository to another. Um, through capturing these details, intelligence applications can determine where a specific incident may have occurred. The second pillar is the data protection pillar. So the data protection pillar essentially makes protected copies of the data a lot of these applications are, you know, predominantly backup related, and they do allow you to apply backup protection and, and, and retention through your storage lifecycle policies. Um, these allow backup admins to keep data for a specific amount of time in a protected state and, and also provide access whenever the data is needed. However, um, the main purpose of the data protection pillar um, and these data protection applications like your are, are primarily your backup applications is for disaster recovery purposes. Um, the data within the data protection process is not as easy to access as some of the granular features that the typical archive tools may have in their tool set. Which brings us to our third pillar, which is the data archiving pillar. Applications in this pillar are needed for true data management or, or data lifecycle requirements. Um, archive tools will collect basic metadata fields like type, size, date created, date access, date modified, and determine custodian ownership. Um, these tools also maintain a content index of the data files as well. So end users can typically log into their search portal and, can, and perform complex searches for data based on these meta metadata fields and content to locate data quickly and gain rapid access to these files. The archive applications typically have granular policies as well, where retention um, is assigned. Uh, the policies will look at things like the dates or the users or 
they'll apply policies to a group of users um, that can be assigned to manage the data types based on the end user's position in an organization. For instance, like a C-level um, group, uh, we, we want to keep their data for seven years um, and then move that data to the archive and then remove those files after seven years, you know, and make this an automated process. These applications also have many classification policies to handle regulated data types like GDPR, CCPA, healthcare, and PII types of data. Um, so the, the files are moved through a classification engine. Uh, the classification tags are applied to the metadata and stored in the database. And if you look at the capabilities to find data more efficiently and add classification tags as one of those filters, you'd be able to find the regulated data pretty quickly. Um, but many of the, uh, the, the tools fall short of the ability to fulfill many of the e-discovery functions needed to complete the EDRM process. You know, so these, you know, if you look at the first three and then you look at the discovery reference model, you will see where these specific pillars actually fall into play um, regarding that uh, EDRM model. So let's look at the e-discovery pillar. Uh, so typically this handles the, the right half of the EDRM, which would include processing, analysis, review, production and, and presentation. E-discovery applications typically have features like proximity searching, conceptual searching, OCR capabilities. Um, some have classification and have advanced culling features. Um, there is a bottleneck, however, with the way that the e-discovery applications collect information from the sources. And this process can be extremely tedious if you're collecting hundreds of gigs or terabytes of data via like say a, a local area network or a wide area network um, or if some of these e-discovery tools are located in the cloud uh, you've got to somehow get all of the relevant information up to that cloud location so that application can then process everything into their system which is basically the process of indexing all the contents and then evaluating um, the data so that you can analyze and review effectively, you know, all this relevant information. For the most part, these application pillars will handle the data that organizations need to effectively manage the EDRM. However, most cases you're going to need multiple applications, um, you know, potentially one from each pillar to effectively manage the data. So let's take a, a look at how Operavi, uh, the platform, and where the platform handles some of the processing in the EDRM model. So we can evaluate where the platform will fit within the EDRM by understanding the different stages of the EDRM. The stages of EDRM are as follows. So there's information uh, management or data governance plane. This is an, a, a process that alleviates the risk and expense in the event of an electronic discovery request. Second phase would be the identification phase. So this is where you would locate the sources of information, uh, determine exactly what data is needed and how it needs to be managed. You know, typically your case creation is done here as well and your keywords or lexicon is added uh, and custodians are loaded into the case, you know, based on the request that, uh, for the data that you need to find. Then there's uh, the third phase, which is the preservation phase. So 
this is typically to ensure potentially e-discovery relevant ESI is properly stored using measures such as retention and deletion schedules. And uh, we'll also have like the process of say legal hold where data cannot be modified or deleted before the case is actually um, resolved. Um, and then we look at the collection phase number four. So the collection phase is when you run your first level uh, search based on the case criteria and then all the relevant data that is returned in that first line search is then collected into you know a container type format and then brought into any discovery tool or or you have to upload it to a cloud repository so that the e-discovery software can actually ingest it into their system. And then you get in, once that collection is done, then you can start doing the processing, which is the process of reducing the volume of the relevant ESI and converting that data to so that you can review and analyze that information. This is where a lot of your filtering searches are going to happen. Um, a lot of the proximity and concept searching and classification even you know if there's a classification tag that should show up as well but this is uh, this is that process of calling down the information once you get down to a reasonable amount of data then you jump into the review process um, and this determines the data's e-discovery relevance to what's being asked to produce so you know you've got your users you've got your keywords or lexicon and you've got your date ranges now you know, attorneys or, or somebody needs to review that information and, and flag it as relevant or not relevant or any data that may need to be redacted. You know, you might have to put that into its own little category so that if you do have to produce that information, you're going to effectively redact all the PII information or personal data. So, and then you go into like your analysis phase, which is evaluating the ESI for content and context and in, including patterns of, of data or topics of data, right? You know, so this is where, you know, you may be looking for that needle in a haystack, you know, on, you know, you've got a, a proximity search that has a word that's out of place and then you move that word up into another category and then you start seeing this other series of words that are out of place as well and you'll start to see a pattern of how users are either hiding things or they're being deceptive in their their verbiage uh, within specific ESI. After all this is done uh, the production part is to basically produce all of the reviewed data and analyzed data that is relevant to the ask. Um, and you, one of the things that you don't want to do is produce data that is not relevant, but could be considered what many call a red herring, you know, because it's not relevant to the ask, but you gave it to them anyway, they reviewed it. And now it opens up another case because you gave them more than what they needed. And then last but not least, the, the part of the uh, EDRM that is traditionally human interaction only is that presentation factor. And this is the displaying the data findings at dispositions, hearings, trials um, to elicit further information or validate existing facts or positions or persuaded a jury that you were compliant. You know, so now that we've defined what the EDRM stages are, let's evaluate where the platform will fill in some of these gaps. So Operavi can obviously help with the information governance aspect uh, through complete metadata collection and content indexing of all the information contained within the platform. Add a robust best-in-class classification engine with 140 plus policies um, that are are 
created by over 800 different patterns provides the capability to tag uh, the regulated data types and allowing compliance admins to search for these tags. All metadata fields and content to determine the relevant data quickly. This granular functionality also allows for uh, first and second tier culling of the data to narrow down the data set since data may be stored in many disparate locations like on-prem storage, cloud storage locations, endpoint locations like laptops and desktops. Having all this content in a single location would be a huge benefit to any enterprise. Another area where the platform will be of great benefit is the identification stage. So this stage locates where the data is and allows advanced data locating uh, features using keywords, custodians to define the criteria for the case. Um, if we use the platform's advanced find features and find filters, data can be quickly culled and located um, and allow the culling process to eliminate a lot of the rot data that will be included while finding the relevant, relevant information. You know, the object obviously would be to reduce the amount of data that needs to be collected into these third-party discovery tools. So the third part of where the platform actually sits would be in the preservation stage. So this ensures that the data is protected and will not be deleted. This is typically known as, say, again, like the legal hold processes and maintains a compliance copy of the data that cannot be modified or deleted. So and then finally, where the platform actually uh, will help out a lot is through the collection phase. Um, in the next version release of the platform, collecting the data from uh, all the disparate locations will be as, as easy as initiating a restore to a destination. The destination can be any share or local cloud, local or cloud data location needed to collect the data to ingest into third-party e-discovery tools. Um, that e-discovery tool would then pick the data up from this location and ingest it into their software. Um, with the ability to perform culling um, and then uh, have a smaller data set prior to the collection process, this will obviously reduce the data needed to be collected, um, reduce the egress cloud charges if data resides in cloud storage, and produce a more relevant data set that contains more of the relevant data that needs to be reviewed. Um, as far as benefits, obviously, it's going to reduce, significantly reduce the uh, legal outsourcing costs due to having a smaller amount of data to be processed, reviewed, analyzed, and ultimately produced. So the EDRM was created to provide a framework for legal teams to have a standard process of managing legal requests more efficiently. Having the EDRM outline helps organizations to create teams for different stages to meet deadlines produce only relevant data and provide cost reduction by using the available tools in the four pillars of data management process. The platform can obviously help to reduce these costs by allowing our customers to manage their enterprise data in a single location, allow compliance officers to call down the data and export a more relevant data set as outlined by the request criteria. The platform can be an essential part of an e-discovery workflow, assisting the legal and compliance teams to manage their data and handle the legal requests more efficiently. So with that said, I will now let you guys go. I appreciate you guys listening today. Everyone have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Operati Podcast. 
For more information, see operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at operavi.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news tips and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more episodes, so if you found today's topic useful, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks, and see you soon.